0: You're listening to The Gateway Church.
1: For more information, please go online to thegatewaychurch.com. My name is Jim Pierce. I am one of the elders here at The Gateway Church, and we are um, excited to bring bring a little bit of a different service today. If you're you're a visitor with us, uh, this is not our typical service. We uh, uh, normally would have a, a sermon at this time. But today, because as Nate told you in a few moments ago, that we are, um, we are searching right now for a new lead pastor for our church. Um, Tom Clegg has been our interim pastor. In fact, one year ago, Monday, this past Monday, uh, Tom took the pulpit here, or maybe attended here. <laughs> uh, so it's been a year that we've had an interim pastor. And so um, we are, uh, today, we're going to spend some time, we're going to carve out some time in prayer for our future lead pastor, for his wife, his children, and for our our local body. And before we do that, I'm gonna take some time just to uh, kind of do a little bit of a remembering about where we've been, and I'm gonna bring a a little more detailed update on this process that we are going through as a board of elders in the search for a new lead pastor. I'm going to talk a little bit about the importance of prayer, not only corporately, which we're going to participate in today, but individually as well. And then several of us are going to take the stage here and lead us in a time of corporate prayer. So I hope you'll, I hope you'll be enriched by this time uh, together today. You know, if you look back the uh, last 12 to 18 months, really, we have, um, we've accomplished quite a bit here at the Gateway Church. There's been a number of events that have been um, uh, pulled off, if you will. We, uh, about a year ago, had a church barbecue. We've done a number of simple feasts after church. Uh, We've held the Advent shop back in December and uh, had an outstanding um, fundraising event for a a global mission, the Aruna Run, back in May. And uh, a a lot of you have been part of all those events. We've also really uh, buckled down on on programming here at the church. So our, our men have met regularly every month. Our women have met every month in the sisterhood. We've had a number of baby dedications. I, I, I didn't get a chance to do it. I wanted to count up how many new babies we've had in the last. Do you have any idea, Christy? Tom's saying six. Don't drink the water if you're not. Uh, no, you can drink all the water you want. Um, we, we have enjoyed that time having, having these new lives brought into our family here. We have been faithful in serving our local ministry partners like Japa and Freedom for Youth, and providing uh, resources for our international partners like IJM and, and Enlace. We had a, an outstanding vacation Bible school last month where we were able to bring some students from Oak Ridge to uh, Edmonds where we held the event and had a chance to love on those kids in that community. Uh, we've also done some uh, what many of you probably think is boring work in terms of governance structure in, in the Gateway Church, but we, um, one of the first things we needed to do, we needed to form a missions committee. And so uh, Rachel Stucca and a few others uh, became that, that missions committee to help us in directing our, our missions giving and uh, really reaffirmed our commitment to certain um, missionaries like Darth Lee and, um, again, in Lasse and IGM. We uh, held our annual meeting back in February, and uh, probably the big event for me was that we restated our church bylaws to become more of an elder-led church during this season in our, in our, our church life. And so these are huge accomplishments, and uh, you've all had a big part of that. So let's just take a second and thank God for all that work. You know, a number of our leaders participated last November and December in a strategic planning process called Stratop. And this was a time really to look back at our, our church since its beginning and to identify some of our core strategies that we really want to focus on going forward. And um, I'll, I'll tell you what those core strategies were. We wanted to create a functioning assimilation team so that newcomers will feel, feel welcome and part of our community. We wanted to focus on developing more leaders. And I think if you look around, This last year, we've seen a lot of new people step up into leadership roles. We wanted to engage with our community more. And uh, I think there's more work to be done there as well. And then one of our core strategies, I love how we put this. It sounds self-serving, doesn't it? I do love how we put this. To hire a new pastor well. That we wanted to make sure that we had um, a, a strong search committee. That we would create the job description, and follow a sound protocol for walking us through this process. And we've done that. Um, we have. Uh, we have we, we, I'm going to give you an update just a second here on where we are in that process. But I thought you might be interested in knowing, because I don't know that we've publicly put this out there, but you may recall that we asked uh, Tom to visit with each of the small groups just to hear your voice about this process, this new pastor um, search that we're going through. And he further held some meetings after church for those of you who weren't in a small group. And uh, we then surveyed the congregation and asked you, what did you want in a new pastor? And so I thought I would give you the top five things that came from that survey. Uh, The first one is that you wanted them to be rooted in Scripture and demonstrate a sound theology and doctrine. Secondly, that you would... This individual would have a clear sense of purpose and vision, but would take direction by discernment and submission to the Holy Spirit's leading. You wanted this individual to demonstrate strong leadership of people and process. And that, fourthly, an engaging and thought provoking speaker with good written and verbal communication skills in other contexts. And then finally, you said that you want someone whose personality is loving, kind, and compassionate, but also direct challenging, and honest, full of integrity, genuine humility, and graciousness. A good listener demonstrates strong relational and interpersonal skills. Hey, you guys have just asked for Superman. And uh, no, I'm just kidding. (laughs) That is Jesus, there you go, all right. So just, we heard you, right? We've, We've heard what you want, and I really do believe that as this process concludes, that we will, be, uh, we will be under the leadership of a new pastor who um, everyone had a part in selecting. Uh, I've said it before, we had over 70 applicants that applied for this job. Uh, we continue to get them uh, even now. Uh, we've interviewed uh, on, a, on a first interview basis seven uh, what we thought were strong candidates. Uh, we have checked personal references on six of those seven candidates, having ruled out one at that point. Uh, We now, today, have it down to three individuals whose names we're not going to put out there publicly, okay, just to protect where they're at in their job hunting process. But uh, we are going to be conducting, this week and next, second interviews with these candidates where I believe we'll get even deeper understanding of what we're looking for as well, that they'll get a better understanding of what we're looking for as well as what we're looking for. So um, the, the, the plan then is after these second interviews is to maybe get it down to two. Uh, we will then, uh, the Board of Elders will be meeting personally these two individuals and their wives, um, maybe kids, depending. And then we're going to um, spend time as a, as a board in prayer and, and really try to get one candidate that we'll invite to um, come to Gateway for a weekend where you'll have a chance to meet them, uh, have some opportunities to interact, allow them to speak uh, on a Sunday morning, and then follow that up very shortly thereafter with a members meeting where we will hopefully vote and uh, confirm the new candidate. So, Um, If I were to give a timeline, if I were to try to put a timeline in place, I'm hopeful that somewhere around the first week of September is when we would hope to extend a call to a new lead pastor. That's a little over a month away, you guys. That's pretty exciting. So um, that's the process. I do want to, Tanya, I saw your hand, but what we want you to do is if you have questions at all about this process, please grab anyone on the Board of Elders and we'll do our best to answer your questions. You, we want this to be a very transparent process, and so uh, we really hope that you'll engage with us and ask questions as you have them. Well, it's not a question. I think, I think it's survey, and I would just like to say, please have them very concerned about spiritual growth. About spiritual growth. Yeah. Yep. We would hope that that would be there as well. Yep. Thank you, Tanya. Well, I, I skipped one of the things that came out of that, that core strategy ideas. And, and, and we're gonna hi, if we're going to hire a new pastor well, the, 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 the first thing on there was pray. That we would be praying uh, individually and as a church for um, this, this new lead pastor. And we've been asking you over the last several months to pray, even sending a text reminder to uh, give you uh, hopefully a, a time where you, you'll focus and, and, and pray for that individual. I trust you have been faithful in in that prayer time together. But today, we're going to spend some time corporately praying for our future pastor, his wife, his children, and for our local community. If we we believe that prayer is a core strategy of our pastoral search, we thought that it would serve us well to uh, organize a time for us to do that here today. But before we do that, I'm just gonna give you Um, a few words about prayer, and really it's reason in our life. Why do we pray? Some people think that God is, you know, all-knowing, sovereign, therefore why do we really even need to make our requests known to him? And uh, the truth is that that's inconsistent with what scripture tells us. Uh, In an article written by a guy named Robert Velarde, he gives you 12 reasons why uh, you should pray. And I'm going to give you five of them real quickly. And the first one is that God's word calls us to pray. We are commanded to pray. In Matthew 6, 5, Jesus said, and when you pray. So it's assumed that you will. In Matthew 6, 9, he says, this then is how you should pray. He gave us a model prayer. In and, and Romans 12, 12, Paul wrote, be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. And then lastly, in 1 Thessalonians 5.17, we're to pray continually. So it is definitely a core principle and the spiritual discipline of a, of, a, of a believer that we are to pray as an act of obedience. The second thing is that prayer is our way that we communicate with God. Um, prayer allows us to worship him, to praise him. It also gives us a chance to confess our sins to him, which should lead us to genuine repentance when we speak those um, truths to him. Prayer also gives us an opportunity to present our requests to God. Uh, Some people feel like they can't ask God for things, but in fact, he asks us to make our requests known to him. And it's not just about asking for his blessings, although you're welcome to do that as well, but it is about communicating with a living God. Um, I was preparing this, and I started thinking about, wouldn't it be cool if we would text him and he would text back? You know, wouldn't that just be bizarre that we, I'm sure there's probably somebody out there who's created a service like that. Um, But unfortunately, we are believing in an invisible God, right? And we have a faith in what we cannot see. And therefore, this communication with him really requires a discipline. It requires us to engage it as a practice. So, It's important that our relationship with him is is nurtured through this time of prayer. Just like any relationship requires communication, so does our relationship with God. Prayer also allows us to participate in God's works. Um, He doesn't need our help. I mean, he's all powerful, he's all knowing. Uh, We are instructed to pray and it's a means that God has ordained for some things to get done. Uh, there's certain things that are going to happen anyway. It's, it's what God wants to have happen, but he does hear our requests. And for example, we're told that we should pray uh, that others would come to know him. And we know that those prayers, sometimes God um, will draw them unto him as a result of your prayer. It also can clear, prayer can also can clear obstacles that are in the way of God to do work. Um, Maybe it's attitudes that we have that we need to have removed, or um, perhaps our unbelief, and we can pray that God would strengthen that in us. Overall, God has established prayer as his plan for accomplishing his will in the world. We are instructed to pray. It also keeps us humble. Uh, Prayer is a, a way to Uh, give us a way to know that it's God's work that's being done, not ours. And God tells us to be humble. Prayer is a way for us to acknowledge that we are not in control, but rather he is in control and that we need to submit ourselves to him. And therefore it's it's not our, our, our pride doesn't grow. And instead we become more humble. And then lastly, as we begin, as we enter this time of corporate prayer, Prayer strengthens the bond between us believers. It's a way for us to join hands together and agree in agreement uh, for this, uh, in this case today, our lead pastor search. So I want us to commit the rest of this time together for this, uh, this type of corporate prayer. So I'm going to ask Nate Evans to come back up here. And Nate is going to lead us in, in a time of prayer. There may be um, with the different people on stage here, you will be asked just to pray silen- silently where you sit. Uh, we'll instruct you; just take our leading on what to pray about. So, Nate.
2: So, what I want to ask first now is take some time, and um, I'm going to lead us in prayer. But, also, like Jim said, please be praying in your seats as well. Uh, just the overall the needs that our, our pastor and his family have um, back home, getting things in line. Uh, just the overall health of the family, um, things like that. So take some time right now, and then I'll I'll lead us in. Heavenly Father, I uh, lift up all three of the the families that um, we are interviewing and and looking into, God. I I ask that you will provide all their their needs physically, their needs spiritually, God, that their families will be healthy, um, that where they are right now, God is is fulfilling them, um, no matter what happens uh, between our body and them, that they will walk with you, Lord, and that they will look to you for for satisfaction, um, and that if this job doesn't turn out for them, that they will still lean on you, Lord, as their rock bless them in all their endeavors. Amen. Um, anytime you hire someone, uh, either in town, out of town, there's a possible move, and if anyone's ever moved, you know that can be fun and stressful, um, and so that's a big deal to, to pick up and move a whole family, so I want to ask that we pray for for the, the move the, that's coming in the future um, that it'll go smooth and, um, you know, they won't lose their belongings. Simple things like that that can really add up to a, a stressful situation. So let's uh, pray for that now. God, I ask that you will uh, put in place, Lord, things that will, will make the, the transition to Des Moines uh, a smooth process for this, this family that you call and we hire um, bless everything they do, Lord, that they'll be able to find housing here in Des Moines, Lord, that will suit what their, their needs are and that they will be connected to their neighborhood, Lord. Um, endow us with, uh, with what to do to, to help them to, to strengthen their, their bonds here, Lord. Um, we pray this in your name. Um, there's also difficulty as you 're looking for a job to sometimes just focus on uh, getting this job and uh, I pray that you know we 're looking out for our health here, but that this pastor is looking out for the his family 's health as well um, so let 's pray for that real quick God I pray that um, the family will be Strengthened together through this the process, and that there's not going to be um, any drama within within the, the husband and wife and the kids. That he will focus on them before focusing on Gateway, Lord. Um, and Lord, I I pray for Gateway um, that our work will be fulfilling for this pastor. Um, we've had a, a rough. Last year, losing friends, losing families. God, I pray that you strengthen this this leader, um, that they will be able to shepherd Gateway, Lord, that they will work um, with the people here to glorify your name, Father. I pray that this person will connect to each and every person here at Gateway, that everyone will feel your call on this person. Um, I pray for this pastor that they will make friends and people that they can lean on um, and be blessed by. Father, I just pray for wisdom over all these people here, the people that are not here. As we search and look, God, and get down to one that we will hear your yes or your no. And I pray for this this person that they will hear your yes or your no. Um, That this union uh, that you're bringing together will be blessed, seamless, and that we will be enriched and they will be enriched, God. And I pray for Gateway as a whole that this momentum will grow and grow, God. Not that we need numbers, but we want to make disciples who make disciples who make disciples. Help us to reach Des Moines with what we say, but with what we do as well, Lord. Help us find this leader who is loving, but challenging, who's able to teach, who's able to lead, who's able to shepherd us through difficult times, Lord. Lord, I pray that you'll hear all the supplications today, Lord. Um, Guide us, and uh, we love you. Amen. Um, As we move on through these weeks, guys, I just want to encourage you, echoing what Jim said. um, We want to be transparent. We want to be open to what people have to say. It's You can get really easy on the Board of Elders to sit in our meetings and assume everyone, you know, knows everything. Um, But continue to pray, guys, um, and ask questions if you have questions about the process. Ask what you can pray for. um, But be relentless. I've been so blessed lately. My son has has learned how to put his hands together and, and, and ask for us to pray, and it's been really... Um, a little bit challenging for me because, you know, he's, he's doing the pray without ceasing. It's like all the time. But it's been a really beautiful thing to see that, like, he asks for a ball and then he prays. And so we, like, thank God, thank you for this ball. And the point of all this is there's nothing too little to pray about, um, there's nothing too big. And that's when we hear all the time, like, ask God for whatever, you know, be bold but also ask God for boring stuff like the 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 move for our pastor you know that's not a huge dramatic spiritual looking thing but moving sucks and like let's bring to God the minutia all right he makes everything meaningful um, and so be like my son pray all the time <laughs> and pray keep this pastor and their family in in constant prayer God it guys it's it's going to be a big deal. It's, it's a big deal to, to come to a new church. Um,
3: so. Yeah, I'm Christy. I'm on the leadership team for our women's group, the Sisterhood, and the children's director here at Gateway. Um, I'm going to take time to pray for our, our, our new pastor's wife. Um, and then Daniel Davis has agreed to come up and pray for our future pastor's kids. Um, um, I was... I'm going to start... Um, with prayer and then have some times of silence for you guys to pray individually as well. Um, So let's pray for our future pastor's wife. God, I pray, first of all, thank you, God, for all you've done throughout this whole process. Being able to see how you've worked in bringing the applicants, God, that so many more than we ever expected, to be able to see that winnowed down all with your direction, God, and how you've worked in this process. God, I pray for these three men's wives and for the one specifically, God, that you have chosen to come here um, and be our new pastor for our church, for his wife. God, I pray for peace for her, for surety that this is when the call comes, God, that it's the right place, that it's a right fit, that it's from you, and to give this woman, God, um, your vision for her future. I pray, God, that she would see what you have coming for her and for her husband and for her family. Let's take some time now to pray for her peace and surety in the call. God, I pray that as you bring this family to Des Moines, that you would, I, I believe already, God, that you have the perfect place for them to live, the home that you have set aside for them. God, I pray that this home would be the perfect fit for them and in the neighborhood that is right for them and the community and their place there, that they would be able to find that, God, that it would be so clear that that is the home you have set aside for them here in Des Moines. And as Nate said, God, I just pray that you would be in all the details of a move um, from wherever they're coming from to here, that everything would go smoothly, God, that things would um, find their way to where they're supposed to be, and that there would be um, peace and joy in that journey, God, that you would give them an extra measure of grace in moving from somewhere else to a new city. I pray, God, that you would bless that process and transition for them. Let's take some time to pray for our new pastor's wife in coming with her family and bringing them and settling them here in the city of Des Moines. God, I pray as you bring our new pastor and his wife and family here, God, that, um, that her relationship with her husband would be strengthened, that it would be deepened through this transition and this process in the, the, through this whole interview process and the waiting and the praying that God, their relationship as husband and wife would be strengthened and deepened that God, whether she is a mom to littles or older kids or grown children, whatever the case may be, God, that you would um, give her peace as a mom and as um, a wife, that you are in every detail of this process, that her relationships with her family members would be strengthened and not stressed during this time. Let's pray for, our, for her relationship with her husband and with her kids during this transition. God, finally, I pray that as you bring this family into Des Moines and into the Gateway Church, that this woman will make connections as she comes into Gateway and into Des Moines. First of all, with the women of the Gateway Church, God, I pray that she would feel loved, that she would feel welcomed into our community, that she would feel um, that connection with the sisters in Christ, that you just, can't feel in any other situation God but with other believers that we would be welcoming and loving and kind and open-armed as she comes into this community God I pray that she would find connection in her neighborhood as well wherever you put them that she would find that connection with her neighbors and others around her and in the city in general God that she would find um, this place feeling more like home as she's here and that she would feel connected throughout the city of Des Moines. Let's pray now for her connection to the people here at Gateway and to the people of Des Moines. God, we thank you ahead of time for all that you are going to do. We thank you for all you have already done. And we pray that this woman would be at peace and find joy in this whole journey and process and in this future transition coming. And that we, God, would remember to lift her up throughout these coming days and weeks and months ahead. And it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen.
4: Hi, I'm Daniel, and I'm going to lead the prayer for the new pastor's kids. Um, Dear Lord, thank you for the amazing children of our new pastor and the opportunity they have to join our church. We are excited to meet our new brothers and sisters. But we all know that it's hard to walk away from your friends, your school, and your home and start a new life. So we pray that everything goes smoothly for them. We please help them not to feel scared or nervous or upset, but instead feel happy and at home in this church. Help them to make great friends and grow to know you more, Lord. Thank you for all you are doing in them and in our church. God, you let us here and look at us now. We all help our church and we all treat each other like family. We help each other through hard times and encourage one another. You are changing us in beautiful ways. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now let's take a few minutes to pray together for specific things for these kids. First, let's take a minute to pray for their health and protection. Now let's take a minute to silently pray for their friendships. Now please join me in praying for their hearts, that they would feel God's peace, joy, and love. Finally, let's pray that they would feel at home here and ask God how we can help. In Jesus name we pray. Amen.
1: Thank you, Daniel. Why don't I have you uh, stand with me as we do our final prayer here. We're going to pray for our local church. It's just so important that we have our hearts ready as well. So uh, just pray with me now. And now Lord, we conclude this time of corporate prayer. We turn our prayers towards this local body. As we reflected today on where we've been, we now focus on the present and our future for your direction. We give you thanks for carrying us through this season of transition and for the growth you have brought about in our hearts for one another and in our devotion to your church. So many of us have participated in the work you've done through this local congregation. We recognize that this season of change has required more of our body. Through volunteer hours and new leadership, I pray, Lord, that we will see this as a season of personal and spiritual growth and that we will not look back on this extraordinary effort as a burden. Rather, I pray that we will all recognize how you have empowered your people to carry your work through acts of obedience and with a firm commitment to the community of believers. As we anticipate the hiring of a new lead pastor, more change is on the horizon. I pray today that we will have an attitude of thanksgiving and praise for bringing us a new pastor and leader. I pray that our hearts will be turned towards this individual and their family, and that we embrace a strong desire to be co-laborers in the work you've called us to do. I pray for friendship with our new pastor and his family. I pray that we will all see ways to encourage and support our new pastor, that your spirit of hospitality will prevail in this place. Use us, Lord, as vessels of hope and renewal in this season. And finally, for our church, I pray for your continued leading. I pray that we'll be hearers and doers of your word. I pray we will be united in spirit and in truth. I pray that a culture of discipling would continue to form in which making disciples is viewed as an ordinary part of our life in you. I pray that our people will have a hunger for studying the gospel so that we can guide and guard one another in it. I pray for our elders and church leaders, that they would remain above reproach, kept from temptation, complacency, idols, and worldliness. I pray for our body in their workplace, that they will be good and do good as a reflection of you in their lives. I pray that our giving will be faithful as well as joyful, consistent, and sacrificial. I pray, Lord, that your will be done in our lives, in our church in Des Moines, and on earth, as it is in heaven. So we commit today our lives to you, Father, and in joining you in the renewal of all things. For it's in the name of Jesus, the name above all names that we pray, amen. I want to just take a second, if you just remain standing for a moment here, I'm gonna take a second and just, um, before I call Tom up here to lead us in communion, I just want to acknowledge a few people and efforts of some people within the, within the church. Um, our search committee has done a tremendous amount of work and um, especially Josh Heilman. So please, if you don't understand <laughs> how much work it takes, uh, Josh can give you a sneak peek at how much time he has spent in this process. And so I just wanna acknowledge Josh, uh, Whitney Lovelace, Travis Koblenz, uh, Nate Evans, Shannon Kraut, who am I missing? Brad. Brad Bartlett, yes, thank you. So let's give them all a round of applause, please. Uh, I know our Board of Elders now uh, formally has been um, uh, meeting together as elders, and I, I just want to acknowledge those that are on the Elder Board uh, for the, this is again an extraordinary time, requires more of them, and I want to thank everyone who's on the Board of Elders, which is everybody I just named, uh, plus, who am I missing now? So, who else? Kate Davis, Zach Anderson. So, let's give them a round of applause, too. And, and, and I would just finally say that you guys, uh, we, could, we could not do everything that we do at the church on a Sunday, especially, without our great staff. And I want to just acknowledge Dan for your leadership in music and Christy for taking care of our kids and making sure we're uh, raising them up. Logan, you're uh, irreplaceable, and, uh, except Kate is even more irreplaceable. <laughs> so let's give a hand to our staff here. So. If you come up here, I just, you guys, um, we are blessed beyond, up here, we are blessed beyond measure uh, to have this guy. We um, have been under his preaching now for a year. Uh, we're going to get a couple more months of it, I think. Um, but, fair warning. fair warning, yeah. But, uh, you know, when, when I look around uh, at how other churches have handled times in transition, um, God has directed this, and part of that's because he brought Tom to us. So I want to just give him a round of applause, too.
0: Thank you. The only thing Jesus' disciples asked him to teach them was how to pray. And in it, he gave that model, the Lord's Prayer. And we're going to pray that together before we come to receive the elements this morning. And right in the middle of that prayer are two things you and I need every day. Give us this day our daily bread. We all need sustenance and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who've trespassed against us. And we need forgiveness. We need bread, and we need forgiveness, just like we need our next breath. And then he anchored our faith in calling us to remember what he did to make it all possible, to pave the way all the way back to God through giving of his body for all of our frailty, all of our diseases, all of our wounds, all of our broken hearts and dreams, and with his blood to payment for our sin, to forgive us and make us whole again as if it were the garden walking with God. That's why we celebrate communion every Sunday because we need to be reminded that he will supply everything we will ever need. He'll sustain us, he'll forgive us, he'll sustain us, he'll forgive us. Let's remember that today. Father, we thank you for this morning. We thank you, oh Lord, how each and every one of us would want to be so prayed for in a transition in life as future pastor of this fellowship has been. And so Lord, we continue in that and now we remember everything that you've done for us and will do for us Now, you gave your body to be destroyed for our wholeness, and you spilt your blood for all of our shortcomings, for the redemption of our relationship with you, and for that we are eternally, thank you. And so, it's in your name that together we pray, our Father, which art in heaven, heaven, hallowed hallowed be be thy thy name. This has been another episode of the Gateway Church Podcast. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.